Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. All right, here we are. Oh my goodness, this is going to be such a great couple of episodes. You're not going to want to miss this one or the one that follows. So this week and next week, same guest, a girl that I have known. Geez, let me think how long I've known this person. We've never had her on the show. Uh, mm, 15 years, 16 years, 17 years, 18 years, a long time. It's a really long time. One of the first people I met Um, I will tell the story every time I introduce uh, her, and I'm going to tell it here. So I'll never forget. This girl approaches me about being in a uh, Bible study together, like an accountability group. That was all the rage back in the day. Everybody had accountability groups. So basically, we could confess our sins to each other, slap each other on the wrist, and let the, you know, stuff fall. So we did that. So this girl shows up uh, Caribou Coffee, first time. And I remember her saying... Hey, just so you know, one Monday, I'm not going to show up. I'm just not going to show up. And that's going to be the end of it. And so you'll know what's happening because that's how I do things. And I thought, that is the most interesting way to start a conversation ever. Now, we had not even, I don't think we'd had a conversation much before that, but we did. Well, here we are. Now, our lives have gone all different directions. We don't see each other very often. In fact, I'm sitting here, can't believe she still looks 20 like when I met her. She's gorgeous, and um, uh, it, it, just the story this lady has to share with you and the wisdom and what God has brought her through, I just thought it was so important to share because I know as moms, and some of you are homeschool moms that listen to this podcast, some of you are not, but most of us as women, we envision our life, don't we? We lay on the um, driveway, we look at the stars, we describe our man, how he's going to be, we describe how many kids, we name our kids, we have it all worked out. And then we get married, and maybe he is or is not like we thought, and then we have the children, and we're living out this plan. And then something happens, and the plan is not the plan. And so I, this happened, this happened, and I thought it would be so important for you to hear this story because one day you might find yourself living the same way. Um, your plan might not be the plan. So before we get started, Carrie Oakley Miller, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. All right, so tell, tell everybody just a little bit about your family back in the day when we met. Describe that family girl that I met so many years ago. Okay. Oh, you're so funny. I completely forgot about that story. <laughs> Did I, you really? And here we are. And no, here we are. And you're still showing up. We're still showing up. That's funny. Yeah. It's, I was going to say, is this a Monday? But it's not a Monday. Yeah, but we're still, you're still showing up. Isn't that yes, amazing? I love it. I love it. Um, so back then, when we first met, goodness, how many kids did I have at the time? I think I... I I think I had all five kids. When uh, we you met. did barely, barely. Yeah, I had all five kids when we met. Uh, Kurt was in the ministry working for Camp Highland, and I was trying to raise my babies and knew I needed to work on myself a little bit too in the nooks and crannies of my day. Yes. And, and God just brought you in my path, and I just thought that girl, I need, I need to spend time with her. <laughs> little did you know what a hot mess she was. Um, yeah, golly, that those are some times. So then you had five babies. I think Tanner, I mean, I think he was a newborn mm-hmm. when I met you. Um, like part of me thinks was he even born, but maybe I guess he was. So um, he was a baby, and then you had 
Your oldest was how old at the time? Then eight. How old was he at the time? Uh, yeah, Taylor was probably, he was probably seven or eight years old. Yeah. yeah. So here you are, five under the age of 10. Even yeah. that's just ridiculous. And that's what you had. And you were just trying to live out, what am I going to do? Are we homeschooling, right? Weren't you trying to decide, or were you already homeschooling, or what was your... I was already homeschooling. Yeah. I just knew that was something I already wanted to do. Um, I had watched my sister for a few months do it. I thought, this is a great way to do a family. You can yeah. go outside when you want to go outside. You know, it just kind of plays into just being a mom anyway. Yes. Just roll with it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a take off my mom hat, put on my teacher hat. It was just, this was a way of life. And I liked that. That appealed to me. I remember about this time, um, so many years ago, goodness, it had to be, I guess we're talking what, 12 years? No, no. Let me go back. We're almost 15 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what we're number we're about to be? 15 years ago, um, we went up to Chattanooga. That's right. You remember that field trip? I, I came do. across oh, this. Yeah. I always come across that picture of your kids on that crazy rope bridge yes. that I had. I couldn't even go over this rope bridge. I remember you took, you and Kathy Maley took my kids because I yeah, yeah, yeah. was a nervous wreck. <laughs> I waved at you and took the picture. So I have a picture of your little babies in those green t-shirts mm -hmm. and uh, on a field trip because that's what we did as homeschoolers. We went around a field trip. We're living this life and we did not know that both of our lives were about to change drastically. Me... I had some exciting news around this time. In fact, it was on this very day, October 16th, wow. because my nephew was born today, and this is the day I found out I was pregnant with Sarah. Wow. So shortly thereafter, I, I remember flying up to um, West Virginia to speak at a conference. And I landed, and this was, um, when I landed, I had about 15 voicemails. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I, I couldn't even believe what, what the voicemails were and to call. All these people tell me to call, to call, to call, to call. Mm -hmm. And the news I got was tragic, if you don't mind. And again, this I'm sure 15 years later, it's still a very personal story. It's still a hard story to share. Um, I have chills as I'm even mm -hmm. thinking through it. It's so vivid in my mind. I cannot imagine in your mind. Mm -hmm. You're 29 at the time, if I recall. Was that about right? I was 31. 31. 31. Okay. Share your story. Yeah. So at the time, as far as the homeschooling part of it, um, they like I said, they were all homeschooled. After I had had Tanner, I had a pretty serious car accident in between babies. That's four and right. Five, Jeez. Yeah. And then had Tanner a year later, which was unexpected. But so I was just tired. I was exhausted. So I did put Taylor in school for one year. Yes. Just knowing that was what he needed to do at the time. And that was fine. Which I love. Um, I love that you had the freedom to do that. Because yeah, again, as homeschoolers, absolutely. often we're like... Wait, we've said we're doing this. We must do this. And right. I am definitely an, an advocate and I've said it over and over and over. Look, I'm I'm the first to tell you, put those babies in school. They will be fine. I promise you, they will be fine. Yes. So at the yeah. time you did that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So for us to have my kids together and God really put that in me as a person, and I had no previous experience with homeschooling. I didn't know. I had no examples, but I knew that I needed to keep my kids together. So yeah. that was the goal of our family as a whole. But for Taylor at that time as an individual, he needed to go have some structure, sure. and that was okay. That yep. was fine. So yep. he came back that next year. We're on the field trip, um, you know, homeschooling again. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and then, um, so Kurt was traveling. He needed to travel, and we were getting him ready to go. It was Saturday, Sunday, and the weekend, and um, he was having some chest pain and not able to breathe. So we're like, all right, you're going out of town on Monday. Let's get you uh, let's get you to the hospital. So we took him to Northside just to check him out. You know, we just thought it was chest pain. And um, because he worked for the ministry, he did not want to go to the emergency room. 
just financially. Yeah. And for some reason, I still am questioning this. I don't know why, but there was not a doctor available that day. It was a Sunday. And so we just walked out the front door, which that decision right there changed the trajectory of our family because they would have taken care of him had they known what was really going on. So he, excuse me, he flew out that next Monday. We're all standing on the front porch. We're watching him drive away in the white Bronco. And um, that was the last time we saw saw him. So he uh, ended up having a blood clot and passed away on that Wednesday of November 19th. And we got the phone call. Um, We were not able to revive your husband. I can remember that as if it happened yesterday. Uh. And I just remember thinking, I have five kids. I, I have five kids. This cannot be happening. Right. This is a joke, right? Yeah. I, I this is this our this is this is us before this was this is yes. us, right? Yes. I mean this was pre yes. you could have written that. I, in fact yes. I remember when I watched that. I don't know if you watched that TV show, but I love that TV show. I feel like I, I wrote it some, in some other life. Oh, yes. But when they tell her that he is dead and she's looking with that kind of, what are you even talking about? I'm eating the candy right. bar. I, I could so imagine that being you of going, I'm not sure. You must have this wrong because right. I have five yeah. kids and exactly. he's coming back to take care of them with me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You can't, he cannot leave me with these kids. They're yeah. Little and I, you got the wrong person. Yeah. And uh, gosh, just shock after that and really just unbelief and um you know god is good though people came and supported us and um you know i'm having to talk have these conversations and talk to people and say things that i would never thought i'd have to talk about yeah you know do you want to do this you want the body where do you want to oh my goodness it was just a nightmare just a nightmare and then telling my kids was uh, just the worst thing I've ever had to tell them. And I remember Ty, so this happened in November, and Ty was just three years old, and his birthday's in April. So that next April, his birthday came and went, and that's when he said, Dad wasn't at my birthday party, so I know he's not coming back. So that was what said it for him. The reality hit for him as a little four-year-old boy. Yes. He realized, if he's not at my birthday party, party, he's not coming back. And so just going through the grief with my, with my kids one by one, each individually, and how they're processing and I'm trying to process myself was really a nightmare. And you were there. You were there for me. You helped me. You helped take care of my kids. And we would not be here had it not been for people like you just holding us up. And it, it was tragic. It was yeah. one of those stories that shake you. Mm-hmm. I mean, watching you... And you were amazing, and you did. You stepped up, and and it was interesting because I think with death, it's hard. It's hard to be the person that's not in it because you don't know what to do, right? And most of the time, you're like, hey, let me know if you need anything. You couldn't have that. You need people who just jumped in. And I do remember people like Anna Durham buying you oh, chairs absolutely. and things. And I mean, it was just crazy how people just saw your need. That was beautiful. They're like, okay, I will take this, and I will take that. And yeah. And it did seem, I mean, you had counselors donate their time. You had people coming and cutting your grass. You had, now, tell us, though, when all that was gone, what were you doing? That's the hard part. And if anybody's been through something like that, it's when the aftermath of it all, because sometimes when you're in the middle of it, as warped as this may seem, is that it's kind of like a party for Kurt. And you got all these people around. He's just not here. Right. You know, we're just celebrating him. He's just not here for it. Right. But it's the the aftermath and the quiet of the night where reality sets in. And that was a very, probably the deepest, darkest place I've ever been. To the point where I didn't really care about living and didn't really care what my kids were doing if they were going to harm themselves. That was, 
and a very good friend saw that in me and saw that look mm. in my eye and said, you need to come to my house. We, wow. we got we to get you taken care of. Mm. Um, so that was a really hard <laughs> place to be. Scary. But God's word was the only thing I could hold on to that held hope. I mean, you mm. could say anything. You could send me cards. People can say the most well-meaning things. But sure. it was... It was God's word that really gave me hope mm. and just gave me that lifeline that I didn't have. Um, so that was really scary. So um, as far as the kids. Yeah. You, so when the plan. Yeah. So yeah. So here we are now. You have yeah. to make decisions. They still have to get educated. Life has to go on for them. Yes. Right. Yes. So how did you make that decision? And, how, you know, what happened afterwards? Again, that that sense in me that I knew I needed to keep my kids together was yeah. there, and and it was interesting because I look back and I'm like, that's why, because this was going to happen. Yeah, um, mm. and they needed to be together. So I thought, okay, they need to do something. So I did put them in a two day a week school. I figured this place can provide a curriculum. Yes, I at least don't need to do that part of it. They're gone for two days. Three of them. There's two are still too young. Um, so the top three went to a two-day week school. I think that probably lasted maybe a month yeah. because I couldn't even do the other three days. No. I, I just couldn't do it, and I just felt bad for them because, man, they were getting the scraps <laughs> from me. Uh, so I looked into the private school that's right down the street, and I had no idea how we were going to pay for it. I had no idea how that was going to work out, but yeah. I knew, again, that I needed to keep them together because right. especially now... They needed each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so we looked into the private school, and God provided the money. They were very generous, and the top three went to private school. And for me, coming from a homeschooling family, I had to grieve that. Yes. I really did, because I loved what they had together being homeschooled. Yeah. It was just a sweet sense in the family, and other mm-hmm. people saw it, too. When yeah. you be out and about in public, you're just like, just because they're, they're homeschooled, they, yes. this is their normal. Yeah, it is. This isn't is all it? I know. It's not they go to school, come home, and then I teach and train them. It's, right. They're with me all the time, and that was a beautiful thing. So I really had to grieve that. Um, In addition loss. to you're already grieving your loss of your yeah. husband, then you do have to grieve. And I think that's the part I want to hit on because I think so many times um, when the plan doesn't work out, mm-hmm. we we don't take the time to grieve it. Mm-hmm. It's okay to grieve it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe your plan wasn't to homeschool. Maybe you end up homeschooling because you have to. Maybe your child has a special need that requires you to homeschool. So you've got to grieve the fact that you were planning on sending them to school. You mm-hmm. have right. to feel the feels. You, you've got to do it. If you want to be healthy with your family, with yourself, whatever that change is with the plan, mm-hmm. take the time to pause and go through the stages of grief. Okay, let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about how the kids adjusted, and then maybe some advice you have for moms who might find themselves in this situation. We'll be right back. Change in the Air is a new film releasing October 19th that you won't want to miss. A peaceful community is forever changed when a mysterious young woman moves in. As the quirky locals embrace her, their lives soon improve, but they can't help notice that their strange new neighbor has a secret. Change in the Air will release in select theaters and on digital on October 19th. Go to changeintheairmovie.com to see if the film is playing near you or purchase or rent it the day it comes out. Change in the Air in theaters and on digital October 19th. Carrie Oakley Miller and Carrie so you did that you made the decision to put the kids in private school 
tell me how that that's been. This is again we've gone through fifteen years now. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about what happened after around year ten, but in those first few years, mm-hmm. how was the adjustment for everyone? Uh, I think the idea of having them in the same school was really good for them because they could see each other in the hallways. They saw each other in the cafeteria. They had similar experiences. So it was the next best thing to homeschooling in my mind. And Uh so that was a really good thing. Um, You know, they struggled. They struggled. I remember the first day of school, Tommy hanging on to the classroom door, crying Mm. and screaming, not wanting to go into the classroom. And his teacher was so gracious and just allowed him to be able to do that and feel through that. Um, And he and Carly were actually in the same class just so that they can have each other to hold on to. Yeah, so a couple years, you know, she moved back into her own grade. Um, So it it was good. It was a very good foundation for them um, just to really uh, be in such a small environment um, from homeschooling. I think that was a good place for them and uh, just worked for us at the time. I later on became the PE teacher. I was a PE teacher and a health teacher for six years, so I too then was a part of their day. Oh, wow. So I could be there with them, and that was a really good thing. And also that helped financially, too. So Yeah. So, I love that because I think um, you're right. And what I noticed is your attitude about it, right? Your attitude could have been continuing in that grief. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, you went through it, but then you moved on to, okay, this is the next best thing. And look, mm-hmm. I even get to be there, too. Mm-hmm. And so in some way, the Lord just said, here you go. Here's your little gift right. to still get to be with them, exactly. even though the plan is not the original plan. Right. Plan B, if it even was the plan B, right? It really depends oh, on yes, the Lord. Yes. Goodness, um, how it can turn out. So, how are the kids now? They have a tight relationship with each other, mm-hmm. and they have that similar experience that they still talk about covenant yes. um, together, going through that together. And really, I think that sometimes they're too tight. They don't really allow many people into that little Oakley uh, circle, and yes. that's not such a good thing sometimes. But for me as a mom, I love it. I love the relationship they have with each yes. other, and. Um, uh, I don't know if you just mean outside of school, how they're doing. They're yeah, just in general, <laughs> because it has been 15, I, I think, is this the 15th 15 year? years, yes. Yeah, so 15 yeah. years, um, I just can imagine, though, it's still, November 19th, it's still going to come around. You're still going to talk Absolutely. about Kurt. And... Absolutely, and now, so the kids were 10, 6, 5, 3, and 2 when he passed away. Okay. And now the oldest is 25, and the youngest is 17. And it's interesting how different ages bring out different grief. As the boys become men, as yes. they're 18, 19, 20, they start to question, who was my dad? And oh. even before then, who was he? What kind of person was he? How do I, you know, I remember there was a time where Taylor had to wear a tie to school and he's late. I'm not sure what he's doing. I'm like, come on, Taylor, let's go. And he's over on the internet looking up how to tie a tie. Mm. And it just broke my heart because he, they don't have the tools that a dad would have given right. them. So unless a dad, just to, just to help you feel a little better. Sometimes the dads don't know how to talk about it. You're still <laughs> looking at the internet. That's so, true. That's so a lot of those that things. One, no. yeah. but, but you're right. You are right. It yeah. is, um, those are hard moments. Those are hard mm-hmm. moments to realize, this is when I need a dad. Or if you lose your mom, this is when I need a mom. I, I, don't, I, I haven't done that. I haven't lost mm-hmm. my parents, so I can't relate in that way. I can't imagine as a kid how hard that must be. It is. And for Carly as a girl to uh, not having that dad hug or, you know, just for her to be grieving and they are I I wouldn't say it's worse now but now they're because they're becoming adults they're starting to understand more of what they're mm-hmm. missing whereas mm-hmm. the time it was just their normal sure that's this all is they their, this is all yeah. they knew but now they're looking back going man I didn't have a parent and these are the effects it's having on me and how do I work through that from here wow becoming an adult yeah <clears throat> 
I think that's important to share too, right? It will continue. It and does. The it of, does. It's mm-hmm. almost like the stages of grief, they just go on a cycle, it seems like, right? It you does. almost go back through them. Um, and you have to be willing as a parent. And I'm sure you even still go through them and question what, you know, what happened. Have you ever gone back and what if? What if we'd done this? What if? I'm sure you do. I'm sure everyone does that. I, I do. And, you know, certainly would want my kids to have their father here, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, you know, I think for me personally, just my own journey was different than theirs. Right. And it was my husband, not my parent. And sure. so it, it's just a different journey. And God met me where I needed to be. Absolutely. As a widow. Yes. And, um, you know, there was a point in time where I was angry and I said, you know, you promised to be a father to the fatherless and a husband to the widow. Show me what that's going to look like because mm-hmm. I have no idea what that looks like. Yeah. Well, I can look back now, 15 years later and go, okay, here and here and here. <laughs> Is it the same? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Is it the same? It's yeah, not. It's but not. I can look back and see where God was faithful in this and said, see, I know I, I, yes. I was there for you. Yeah. Um, so here we are and wow. redemption is real. That's beautiful. It, it was, uh, thinking back 15 years, Carrie, mm-hmm. that is, that's a, a long time. I have to say, I've never seen someone be as tough <laughs> as you, though. As a mom, you fought. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful mm-hmm. for whoever that friend was that saw you in your darkness. Because I think often we would see you and you were very good at presenting the mm-hmm. strong. And so... Many of us probably missed that because mm-hmm. I know you were committed to those babies and Absolutely. committed to giving them what they need. Well, next week's episode, <laughs> we're going to share what happened around year 10. <laughs> so thanks for listening, you guys. We, you know, we hope your plans always go as you plan. But if not, um, man, check out this story and remember it and share it with friends who might find themselves in the situation because Carrie is a great resource and... She has been someone who has been an inspiration to many. And her kids, it is great. She's now a grandma, by the way, that (laughs) oldest kid. They just had a baby. So she is joining the world of granny land, um, which is fun. So thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the episode next week. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.